Hey, welcome to the Smooth Burrito. Tagline goes here. Still don't have one. <laughs> I'm Frank. <laughs> I'm Trevor. And, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, we've had some life stuff come up. I got the gout directly after I healed up from my having my appendix removed, so that was great. But we're back now, and we're ready to talk video games. Um, so I'll let you lead off. Have you been playing anything good? Uh, I'm still going at Fire Emblem pretty hard, to be completely honest. Like, I'm trying to finish it. Um, I feel like I'm making good progress, and I'm kind of toward the end of where I need to be with it. But I want to play, like, so many other games right now, and I, like, just feel the need to finish Fire Emblem. I really want to play, like, Astral Chain, but I'm, like, putting it off because I know if I start Astral Chain, I won't finish Fire Emblem. So really just been going in on that and uh, I started Gears 5 this past weekend I haven't really got far into it I'm still at the very early stages of that game but um, looks amazing um, mechanically great just like I would have expected but um, yeah that's about it huh. yeah I uh, at this point like there's so many games coming out that I want to play eventually that I'm just adding them to a list that I have yeah, that like and I'll, I'm just gonna work through it like kind of, like backlogging so I don't forget the games that I need to buy because I really I really want to play Astral Chain and I really want to play River City Girls that looks really good yeah that looks fun I want to play Control too that's on my list as well I should put that on mine I do like I like Max Payne and Alan Wake seemed cool Remedy does good stuff so yeah and this one's getting a lot of pod- positive feedback as well it looks really really cool and different kind of from a lot of the action games out now so I definitely want to give it a shot yeah um I finally got to play some real life pinball oh nice I went down to this place called spinners pinball arcade which is uh around where I live probably about like half hour away or so and uh it's this place they just started so um, they have like uh, pro- I'd say ten machines out, but their back room because they had like just one of those temporary wall dividers dividing like where they're working on machines from their actual arcade part. They have like at least twenty back there that are being worked on, so that place is going to be really good once they uh, start fixing some of these machines. They even had like a Hercules, which is pretty goddamn rare as far as pinballs go. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I played uh, a lot of the Frankenstein machine, which is funny because that's what kind of sparked the whole interest in it um, in the first place. And checked out a few pins that I hadn't played. They had the new Game of Thrones and Guardians of the Galaxy ones. Although I don't, I honestly don't know how I feel about those new Stern pins. Like, there's just I feel like there's just too many. Too many modes and bells and whistles and different things that you can do to where it's, like, almost... I guess the machine has depth, but, like, it doesn't lend itself well to just starting out. No, yeah, I totally feel ya. I mean, I I used to, like, actually play pinball very casually. Like, not seriously, really, at all, but always thought it was fun. Uh, But haven't in so long, like... I feel like it'd probably be a blast to actually go in and like play some actual pinball sometime in the near future. I mean, I'm in New York City. There's probably places all over the 
goddamn place for me to do that. Oh uh, yeah, there's one called like the the I think it's called like the something laundromat or something, but it's like this place that uh, used to be a laundromat and now is like a pinball place or something. I, I I saw a YouTube video on it, but like there's definitely and there's probably more than that because it's New York City, but that's the right. one that you could go to. Yeah, I'll have to check them out, man. Next time you're in the city, we should we should do something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Other than that, I played some of the very old Gundam versus Zeta Gundam, which is a PlayStation 2 game. I was just testing out my emulator on uh, Windows 10 just to see how it was doing. Uh, it worked fine. That game is way clunkier than I remember it. It's interesting how... Uh, you tend to edit that stuff out when you're a kid, or, like, since there's nothing better, like, now the Gundam Versus games are actually really good fighting games, so this was almost like going back to, like, Street Fighter 2, like, the original version. Right, right. I mean, there's tons of games I played when I was a kid that, like, I thought were good, but looking back in retrospect, be like, those were not good. Those were not good games. Almost like but we had like, an entire oh, podcast play. based around podcast that about it, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, I haven't really played much. Um, I organized my Steam games again, which uh, is interesting because I know that they're going to be overhauling the Steam. Like, they're yanking out the category system and replacing it with something, so I'm sure that once they do that, I'm going to have to recategorize them again, again. Hopefully these ones are at least persistent across computers. Yeah, for sure. I feel like... I was actually going to ask you, um, did you play the Damon X Machina demo? And like, what did you have? What are your thoughts on this game? Because I feel like you're the person I should ask about this. So I played the initial demo when it first came out, and it left kind of a bad taste in my mouth for a few reasons. One, I didn't really like the atmosphere of it. It was a bit too anime for me. Um, two, the game chugged to shit. But I hear that that was some, first off that was something that they uh, already had fixed in like subsequent builds that they hadn't released in that demo, and also it's something that they really took to heart. There's apparently another demo that's out um, that yeah, has just two free levels that like I should try see if it's any better. Uh, I I know that there are a lot of people who are Armored Core fans that like it, but I'm an Armored Core fan who likes the older games and not like. Armored Core 4 and 4 Answer, which is kind of the ones that people are really into. So, um, as far as how that game plays, I might not be the target audience for it 100%, but I'm still probably going to give that second demo a shot, I think. Yeah, I think it, I think I might give it a shot and see what it's all about. I'm. Those aren't types of games that I typically play, but I am drawn to like the anime stuff uh in games and like it caught my eye and was like oh this looks kind of cool and i wanted i was thinking about giving it a shot it was clunky the first time that i had played that demo and that really turned me off but um a lot of people have been saying that like the performance is heavily improved so if that's the case then you know maybe it's worth a shot but then again my switch backlog is growing and insanely it's really hard to keep up yeah that's yeah it's kind of like Basically, what you have to play at this point is uh, what games do you actually want to give your time to? 
because um, there are a ton of good games that are coming out, especially on Switch. Like, that console has so many games that I want to play. I know. Astral Chain was a surprise. I didn't expect it to come out and be as good as it actually is looking to be. Um, and now it's like the game I really, really want to play right now. Yeah, I hear super good things about oh. that game, and I've always been a fan of Platinum, so I really want to check it out. Yeah, man, me too. I'm definitely going to play it. It's like my next next on my list after Fire Emblem for sure. But as far as Damon X Machina goes, I really hope that the game is less red because that original demo was just eye-searingly red. Like, Bless everything red. was fucking red. Too much red. And then I, I like, because I'm a Char fanboy, I always make my robot red, so it was just difficult to see anything. No, yeah, I hear you. It is, it is very red, at least in the advertising for sure, and what I've seen, like, the art. It, it does look, now that you mention it, I didn't really, like, notice it for sure, but now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is... That is true. It's redder than Armored Core 2, which is impressive. Super red game. <laughs> um, speaking of graphical changes, so you remember how that uh, graphics pack got canceled for Minecraft? Oh, yeah. Well, apparently NVIDIA is rolling out RTX support for Minecraft, so if you want to make your, if you have an NVIDIA card and you want to make Minecraft look really good, there you go. Although, oh, from what I've seen in the screenshots, uh, like on this Kotaku article that we have in the notes, really good just means everything is super dark. Everything is super dark. That means it's better. Yeah, like, I, I think the, the lighting looks good, but given how darkness in Minecraft is, like, an actual mechanic and not just part of the rendering... I don't know. I hope you can tune it because, in what we see, what we have in this article by Ethan Gatch, like you can't see shit. Like what I'm seeing in this slider for this article of Kotaku, for the RTX, the like ray tracing stuff, it does look a whole lot better. Like it's vastly different. Oh, it looks super good. Right? Yeah, it looks it looks kind of incredible. So but. I might screw around with that. Um, I'm. I don't think it's it's probably not in the Java one, although I'm not specifically sure which one it is. For. Yeah. So I might have to switch to Bedrock Edition, but I don't know. That's if I go back to playing Minecraft, I kind of fell back out of it again. Really. <laughs> which is funny because it feels like every YouTuber ever fell into it. Yeah. It does seem like that right about now. I can't, like, I can't get away from Minecraft at this moment for some reason. <laughs> well, for me, Minecraft has always been one of those games that I just kind of pick up and play for a bit and then put down. Yeah, it's it's one of those games. It's like absolutely just super easy to get away and go come to back from. You know, like frequently like you could take like months off and come back to it and be all right yeah and part of that is due to the goalless nature of the game like you have to make your own goals so right now i'm just trying to find some fucking diamond like everyone's problem in minecraft <laughs> but yeah it's been a while for me you know who else needs some diamond gamestop oh, oh. 
man, these transitions are top tier. <laughs> you are on it. Hell yeah, we got we got the buffed transitions. We have a uh, Nvidia RTX transitions this podcast. Oh god. <laughs> uh, GameStop has laid off over a hundred people, and clearly including nearly half of Game Informer's staff. This is not just clerks and frontline people. This is the people who usually do the laying off of those people, which is not a good look for a company at all. Um, this one comes to us via Jason Schreier, who's probably one of the best authors at uh, Kotaku. But yeah, things are not looking good for GameStop. I know that they apparently also have the guy from the big short uh, sniffing around, saying that he's going to buy a bunch of their stock, too, so that That's might be weird. interesting. I, I saw a bunch of stuff on social media around this. Like a lot, I I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but Game Informer has a podcast, and I've I've listened to a few of them. It's not something I frequent. It's a very long form podcast, like two or three hours long or something every week. And there's a few guys on there that I kind of follow, and I look on the website and I follow them a little bit. Um, you know, they do good work, and they were let go. Like really solid uh, media people, just straight up let go and left without a job, like with no notice at all. Yeah, well, that's that's unfortunately what happens when you're, first off, when you're a media person. Secondly, when you're a media person for a company that is essentially just the back half of the Titanic uh, <laughs> sinking into the ocean at this point. That was a fantastic metaphor. <laughs> I'm sure that those guys will pop up on Giant Bomb or something. Yeah, a couple of them went kind of funny, I think. I saw that. I can't remember the names of the ones that went over there, but I did see a couple of them um, over on a lot of the kind of funny stuff right after it happened. And I think one of them's like full-time over there now, so that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, it, won't take time. it won't take long for, for them to get get somewhere in the industry. Yeah, I honestly I didn't realize that... Uh... Game Informer was still a thing. I thought they jettisoned that magazine a long time ago. Really? Or like, yeah, if, if not, like, gotten rid of it, at least spun it off into its, into its own thing that was, like, isolated from the rest of GameStop. Yeah. But I guess um, not. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, their website is still, you know, where much of their content resides, at least where I followed them most of the time. And, you know, like, I listened to a few of their podcasts, some of their videos. They, they had some good content. I mean, it wasn't the best, but it, it was good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, GameStop. Look look for it in a uh, bankruptcy article on the financial page of the newspaper near you. Oh, yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Well, speaking of shooting yourself in the foot as a company... Uh, <laughs> So, the players of uh, Apex Legends on Reddit and the devs of Apex Legends on Reddit have really been getting into it uh, for a minute. Although this article's a little old now because this is one of the ones that I saw um, while I was recovering. But uh, I still want to talk about it because it's a pretty interesting thing. This comes to us via Gita Jackson, also on Kotaku, because... I need to diversify the gaming websites that I look at. Um, so, 
There is a like a skin in Apex Legends, and you guys who play Apex Legends will have to excuse me because I don't. But so I might sound like uh, your dad trying to explain how Fortnite works or some shit. But there's a skin that costs $170 worth of premium currency to unlock. Yeah, I saw that. That's absolutely insane. That that is that's that's pure EA. That is just fucking like them all the way. I know, man. And I was really hoping this wouldn't happen to Apex cuz Apex is actually quite a good like it's a really good game and it got a lot of footing really quick and it seems like EA is really trying to eat that shit up. Yeah, and apparently like on their subreddit previously, it was a very good community where the devs had open communication with uh, the people actually playing the game, but when you start dumping microtransactions and other shady practices on top of your game, even if it comes from above, like, you're gonna get ire, and Drew McCoy, the project lead at Respawn, made a comment about the uh, change, because they apparently changed how, uh, it changed it so that exclusive skins are available in the game's normal store for the standard price of legendary skins, which is $18, which is still too much in my opinion, and it also doesn't include that $170 skin but you can get it in loot boxes because everyone loves loot boxes. But yeah, the Respawn I... project lead uh, said in the subreddit, he will not engage with temper tantrums and that he has been in the industry long enough to remember when players weren't complete asshats to developers and it was pretty neat. And it was pretty neat. <laughs> I like that. As you can assume, the people on Reddit did not take kindly with that. And oh, yeah, obviously. One guy apparently had a long-ass comment that started with the gold line of, well, I guess you can also remember when developers weren't money-grabbing fucks that scammed their players, too. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, things have changed, man. It's it's true. I mean, developers are trying to figure out ways to charge more for their games because they cost more to make, and players are trying to find ways to not spend more money on their games, and it's just like this ongoing issue. You know, everything wants to be at $60, but, I mean, games have been $60 for a super long time, and it's like, due to inflation, you would assume they have gone up in price by now, but it isn't the case, especially since it costs so much more to make games now than it used to. Um, so a lot of these microtransactions and games of the service and that's, that type of thing started because developers are trying to get back the money they spent on making these huge games. Um and players aren't a fan like nobody wants to spend money on like spend a ton of money on a game right like and apex has started it's a free-to-play game and i think it for what it is it's base product as a free-to-play you know uh battle royale is good like it's fun like you can have fun with that game without spending money but the idea of having something so expensive and just having it be so fucking pointless and the only way to get it is to spend so much money is just like a, it's just bad practice yeah i feel like with these free-to-play games garnering a good community and getting goodwill as a company while still putting microtransactions in your game is a difficult line to walk and they were doing it pretty well until that hundred dollar skin debacle or 170 dollar excuse me skin debacle and than just $20 skins after that. Like, honestly, I can't imagine spending more than, like, $10 on any, like, piece of cosmetic stuff. Like, 
I probably I kitted out my TF2 character. I probably spent like a total of twenty dollars on that, but that was after playing the game for like fifteen years. So, yeah, you know that that wasn't a big deal. But I think that uh, part of this is uh, something that we see a lot with uh, like any game that gets announced as an Epic Store exclusive. Um, <laughs> Or just essentially anything happens with a dev on social media. It just gets completely blown the fuck up. And social media is a double-edged sword because it allows you, as a developer, to make a really tight-knit, like, tight-knit feeling, at least, community that can boost your game up um, and get more people playing it. But it also opens you up to having stuff like this happen. Uh, And... I think that everyone in this is kind of an asshole. Yeah, it, all around, it's just... It's a lot of negativity around, like, surrounding, like, an actually pretty decent game. And it's unfortunate. It, it just leave it to EA to, like, cause something like this to happen. Yeah, and the, th- the fact of the matter is, too, like, yes, games are more expensive to make, and games as a service exists to kind of... Uh, be a bulwark against the what should like the game's cost staying flat while inflation just is going up but there's also the fact that like EA has this giant executive apparatus and administrative apparatus that like is obsessed with getting money because they're beholden to beholden to their shareholders which is a classic story but right. that, like, that's why they make video games that have loot boxes in there and have like other addictive mechanics in there to get you to spend that money. Which I kind of it it depends on how it's done in free to play games. I don't like that stuff in games that I actually pay for. I would much rather pay twenty dollars uh, extra and like have a complete game, which I guess is what you get in a lot of uh, special editions, but. Yeah, um, this stuff is really hard to do well, and EA is not the company to do it. And ironically enough, Nintendo, of all people, has stepped into the uh, free-to-play game, or rather free-to-start arena as well, but that was part of the Nintendo Direct, so I'll kind of leave that until later. Um, But, yeah, not a good look. Agreed. Uh, (laughs) You know what's a worse look? Oh god, here we go. This this is a this is a big one. So the uh developers on Starbound who apparently did all of their work for free um were are like claiming that they were exploited by the CEO of Chucklefish and it seems pretty goddamn accurate. Like that seems like an accurate assessment. Um this one comes to us via Colin Campbell uh, of Polygon. So it's not Kotaku for once. <laughs> Yeah, Polygon, that's a new one. Yeah, but, uh, like, according to uh, Damon Reese on Twitter, who was uh, one of the designers on Starbound, he said that, like, they just did a bunch of, like, art and stuff for completely free, expecting, um, due to how the CEO of Chucklefish, Finn Bryce, uh, talked about the compensation model for Terraria, which he worked on, where he got 5% of uh, the profits, and also a bunch of other stuff. 
kind of led them on in thinking that they were going to get paid, and then even when the game sold millions of copies, they never got anything. And in addition, after this came out, multiple other people who worked on the game said similar things, and also apparently this dude just did some gross, inappropriate shit in the office, and is just yeah. a giant mm-hmm. asshole in general. Yeah, this sounds awful. Like... I mean, I don't even know where to start, like, <laughs> on something like this. Like, th- I hate the idea of people, like, getting taken advantage of. A lot of this is because some of these people are, like, really trying to get their foot in the door, really trying to get some experience, but they're taken advantage of for that reason. And, like, I, I really hate to see that. Uh, the games industry, as a developer, it's hard to get like your foot in the door you know it's hard to get that like first few years of experience and like kind of get yourself into the industry so a lot of people are like trying to work their asses off and and make a name for themselves out here and it sounds like these people weren't compensated and were treated very badly yeah and i think the games industry as a whole is just kind of a unless you end up with a really good company um just kind of a thing that chews up and spits out workers like and a lot of that has to do with the nature of the work. Like, you'll, you'll work on a game for a set amount of time, and then a lot of companies, if they don't have another thing for you to work on, will just let you go. Yeah. And also, sure. there's a lot of there's a lot of crunch, and there's a lot of uh, just not pe- treating people right and treating them as uh, exp- essentially expendable productivity machines, which you could say is a bigger issue with uh, how our economic system works as a whole but uh at least in games like um we're both programmers originally i wanted to become a programmer to get into games but when i saw some of the stories of like really bad crunch or people being taken advantage of or people not having any free time or people immediately being let go after their game is finished even if said game may sold a ton of copies and made a bunch of money like i was just like this isn't for me i need something stable yeah, actually the same here. Um, I got into programming for the same reason. I was really excited and wanted to make games, and I the industry is just the opposite of stable. Like, and I I I enjoyed development in general, and I found just that you know building things, working for companies, and in, in an industry that is a little bit more structured or stable, where it's not purely based on the project you're working on and once it's out the door you're done you know and and i can't i can't deal with that you know i like to get to know the people i'm working with and and stuff like that it's just not ideal i think the gross thing here too is that uh this guy was a developer before he was a ceo like before he had this before chucklefish was a thing he was a dev on terraria like he should know how it feels and the fact that he treated 16-year-old kids in some cases, like, they were just essentially people he could string along and then not pay, which, by the way, might be illegal, the way he's been phrasing it, because he's been talking about, oh, it's like an internship, and internships where they don't pay you and have you contribute a significant amount of work are not legal. Yeah, there has to be some sort of compensation or some sort of agreement. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, money per se but like i i mean i know some internships will 
use like college credits or or something in terms of compensation for you yeah because like the exposure game you can't eat exposure (laughs) yeah for sure you can't um but yeah and also like he apparently did gross shit like uh he would essentially have a favorite employee and like make it seem like they were indispensable just to kind of manipulate them until the next person came along that he could do that to and he just kind of went through people like that he also did some gross shit like uh outing a trans person uh who was working on the game and then when confronted about it laughing in their face and making a joke this guy is the worst oh yeah he sounds like a real fucking a plus piece of work um apparently one of the uh guys who was going to work on the game who was going to do the music uh talked to him about uh compensation a dude named clark powell um and talked to him about compensation and bryce was like oh yeah nobody else is getting paid either and this dude was like yeah that doesn't seem right and bryce apparently exploded on him and i and i quote launched into this foul mouth screed about how entitled i was and that he would just do the music himself because i was probably bad at my job anyway but uh, uh yeah i i don't know fuck scumbags like this i really you hate to see it especially on Especially from what seemed like a promising indie studio, but uh, I wasn't, like, I think I might own Starbound from, like, a Humble Bundle or some shit. I certainly haven't played it. Uh, Honestly, it looked like kind of a Terraria knockoff anyway, and I didn't like Terraria much. Um, But I wasn't going to buy a War Banner, Wars... What's the Advanced Wars clone that was on Switch that they put out? Hmm... I know the answer to this, but I forgot it. Uh, Wargroove. Wargroove, yeah. Was that I, it? It was. I wasn't going to buy that anyway, because I didn't like how it looked. But Yeah, I didn't like the art in that one too much. Um, so maybe he should have actually paid artists to do art for that game. I don't know. I shouldn't yeah, dog on the should. people who work on that. Yeah, yeah. Probably. True. But anyway, yeah. Fuck him. That's all I had. For shout. Um, but moving on to game companies that actually do good things, <laughs> probably the last big game company that anyone trusts. I hear there was a Nintendo Direct recently. Oh man, it was a doozy. This was like an E3 level Direct. This thing was like 40 minutes long, followed by a Smash presentation that was also another 20 minutes long. And my God, there's just so much information. I'm not going to go in the nitty gritty with like Smash um, because it get, it gets very like detailed on the Banjo Kazooie drop. I think the only relevant, super relevant news to everybody is that Banjo and Kazooie dropped like during the direct, which was cool. Hey, announcing um, Terry I, was news to me. Yeah, uh, there was a leak. Yeah. Uh, that it was going to be somebody we just didn't know who um i thought i thought the trailer for terry was really cool actually i thought that was really cool yeah i liked um, how they did it but yeah that w- that was a cool drop i'm going to i'm just going to go over like the real highlights for this thing um real quick and then we can like chat on them i'm i'm get i'm pulling this information just 
to kind of remind myself since this direct was a few days ago uh, from nintendolife.com but essentially they open up with overwatch overwatch got leaked really bad like it was all over the place because some amazon jackass fucked up and put the (laughs) case for the switch on amazon and made it live for purchase for like an hour um and so now they like i I imagine overwatch was going to be like this huge announcement for them but they got it out of the way at the beginning since it leaked i imagine uh they went into detail with luigi's mansion 3 a little bit more i could do with not seeing any more of that game because i know i'm going to buy it and i just want to freaking play it at this point um they've shown quite a bit since e3 um the trials of mana hd remake that game actually looks really pretty um I thought there were really big anime boobs in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how you know it's going to sell. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then the... you got to capture the market of weirdos who watch hentai on the train. Yep. (laughs) And Trials of Mana HD remake is for you, apparently, because it made it into like a two-minute-long trailer. Um, so who knows how many giant anime boobs are going to be in the really long version of the game. Anyway, they go into more detail with Smash. Uh, we already spoke on, on those. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, a little bit more details with like the dungeon builder there. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, just shadow dropping during the direct for the switch never thought that game would be coming to switch the fact that that game can run on switch is astonishing to me i'm absolutely gonna buy and play that game on switch um because i started that game a few times and was like i can't play this game because i only get a couple of hours at night to like sit in front of my tv i'll never finish it um but having that on switch for sure that would be great um Deadly and then the huge... too. deadly premonition 2 okay Okay, yeah, that's cool. And then they they shadow dropped Dread, Deadly Premonition one. Uh, like there was a lot of dropping, like during the direct. It was like, okay, you can play Banjo Kazooie now. You can play Divinity Original Sin two now. You can play Deadly Premonition now. Uh, Super NES, Super Nintendo games are available on the Switch with Nintendo Online, and they are available right now. Yep, and there's a lot of good stuff on that list. You know what? I love this list. I love this list, Frank. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's not just the copy-paste list of, uh, whatchamacallit, the Super Nintendo Classic, the SNES Classic. This is a very unique list, and I'm a huge fan of it. Um, here's the list. Uh, they've got Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, F-Zero, Kirby Dream Course, Joe and Mac 2, Kirby Dream Land 3, Pilot Wings, Star Fox, Get Ready for This, Stunt Race FX. <laughs> yeah. The one that nobody ever plays. Yes, and I played it already. It's great. Super EDF, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2. That is awesome that they put that on there. Uh, Super Metroid, Super Puyo Puyo 2. Super Soccer, Super Tennis, lots of Super here. They're Super in all these names. That was a Super NES thing. And a Legend, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. All like just, and they're going to keep 
drip feeding them every month with new games and if it's super to nes we'll have a ton of these super nes games before you know it and i think it's great i think just including this in the 20 dollars a year service for online just in itself makes the whole 20 dollars a year worth it to me yeah um i think it's a good thing i don't know how much i'm going to use them myself um somebody uh on twitter actually one of my buddies uh pointed out that the version of Super Puyo Puyo 2 that they put out is all in Japanese. And is it? Yeah, which it. is interesting because that means that they're open to giving us games that didn't necessarily come out here. So That's true. We could get weird stuff like the... Uh, I, I would love if they did like some of the downloadable SNES games for that uh, Satellaview system that what about... nobody really ever saw, like the, Z- the Zelda Second Quest stuff and... Uh, like F Zero Two and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe Mother Three. <laughs> well, Mother Three was a Game Boy Advance. Was that Game Boy Advance? Yeah. One Super Nintendo. Okay. Gonna lose your gamer card, dude. Come on. Yeah, I know. I remember that being a Super Nintendo. I mean, I know it's a huge Japanese thing that like we people have wanted over here for a long time. I haven't played it personally, but. I'm a big fan of Earthbound, and I like I like these games. I am actually kind of disappointed, speaking of which, that Earthbound's not on here yet, but it, it's inevitable. It'll come. Yeah, but yeah, this is a cool list. Uh, definitely a lot of variety for people to play. Um, I would like to see an R-Type at some point. That'd be cool. Uh, Third Lightning, maybe. Um, and... Metal Warriors should be on the list because everybody should play that game, but given that game was made by LucasArts back in the day, Lord knows who has the rights to it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the NES games, they, uh, they had, like, this special thing they were doing where they were coming out special versions of the NES games where, like, you'd start out with all the shit. Uh, I think there's a special version of like Super Metroid or something on the Switch's online console or whatever, where like, um, like it's like a bunch of stuff is unlocked in the game already. I think they did. I think they did that with the original Zelda too, where you have just like everything unlocked and you can run through the game almost like a new game plus type thing, um, which I think is really cool. Like. I think new twists on these really old school games is just like something unique and, and kind of cool shows that they're like interested in kind of uh, making these like experiences unique for people that have already played them a ton of times. Yeah. Um, did like, I saw there was a, I didn't actually watch the direct myself, but I saw that there were, uh, there were updates on animal crossing. Anything significant there? It was a rehash of all the E3 stuff, really, oh, okay. um, for Animal Crossing. It was basically, they they just kind of went over everything they went over in, like, the big gameplay session they did of Animal Crossing during the E3 um, Nintendo Treehouse thing. Uh, so they did, uh, they are Tokyo Mirage sessions um, for people that are Fire Emblem and rhythm game fans of this really weird game that apparently is good um, that I've never played but a lot of people like this um, just never personally played it and honestly it just doesn't seem like I'm a really big Fire Emblem fan 
I am a really big Persona fan. Um, I like the, you know, SMT games. I just don't like this game. Just doesn't look interesting to me at all. Yeah. Um, but I could be wrong. Maybe I should play it. And then they're like porting over a couple more Assassin's Creed games. Something weird is Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast is coming to it, which like I don't know why. That's, yeah, that's a really weird. Uh, the only so reason obscure. I can think that they're doing that is because they have Jedi Knight Three coming out. Yeah. Or four, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, no, I think it's three. I can't remember. I can't remember how many Jedi Knight games there are. That lineage is weird too. Yeah, I just thought it was like a weird thing to put out. Like nobody's, I don't feel like anybody's asking for that. I would be um, interested to see if uh, if that game can has the multiplayer support that the PC version had, like to where you can play that game multiplayer on the go. That would actually be really fucking cool because that game was fun in multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and then. They went into detail on some more Pokemon stuff, new Pokemon, um, some weird mode where you can make curry rice for your Pokemon, <laughs> and you can make it go really in-depth, man. You can make some really crazy curry rice with your Pokemon, and you could get all these bomb-ass recipes. I'm just trying to make it sound way better than it probably is. Uh, and you, you can pet your Pokemon in some, like, campsite area now, apparently. I don't know. Did not seem that interesting. The Animal Crossing and Pokemon stuff seemed kind of like extra to me. They, the Animal Crossing thing was really long. Um, for somebody who watched the whole entire like gameplay thing from Treehouse during E3, it was just like a lot of the stuff that I had already seen. So I'm like, that's another one of those games like Luigi's Mansion 3 where it's like, I've seen enough of this game. I know I'm going to play it. I'm really excited for it. The only new thing that came out of that Animal Crossing New Horizons thing was that there's wind. <laughs> um, and it actually was pretty cool. <laughs> I was interested in that. <laughs> the game looks great, man. It, yeah. It's like beautiful. It looks really I'm, good. I'm excited I'm, for that game. Yeah, I am too. Um Another weird port yeah, on like, that list, Doom 64, which... Yeah. Have you ever played that? Man, it's been so long. But yes, I have. It's been a really long time, but I've played it, yeah. I like it because, like, uh, what, what a lot of people, I think, are going to miss, and I hope they don't miss it this time around, too, Doom 64 is a sequel to the original Doom. It's not... Uh, it's not the original game, nor is it Doom 2. And it also, like, instead of music, it has a really, really unsettling atmospheric soundtrack. And, like, they redesigned how the enemies look to make them look more terrifying. And also, your camera is mounted lower, so that just makes everything seem creepier, too. Um, it's a really, really weird game from a strange time at id, but I think everybody should check it out. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I mean, it looks pretty decent. Like, I don't know how it's going to hold up. I'd actually be quite interested to play it just for that sake. Um, they also ported over Turok. Really? Like, the one from the 64. Not through this Direct, but that was just something that, like, happened recently. Um, I didn't play it, but just interesting that they were, like, taking these really random Nintendo 64 games and throwing them on the Switch. Yeah, maybe it's a bit of a... Uh people realizing hey people are actually interested in our back catalogs so let's make them available for once and not just the ones that like 
everyone knows that they like it's not like they're like porting over ocarina of time because they know everybody wants that game they're porting over doom 64 and turok which i think is kind of cool yeah um as far as uh, this list goes for me i'm definitely excited for deadly premonition 2 i really really hope that sweary gets uh gets the ability to spread his weird weird wings because i know that with the first deadly premonition there were a few things that were forced on him by his publisher like the game having combat in general was something that was forced on him he wanted to have more of a detective game so i'll be interested to see how this game looks uh i know that the thing that he was doing for microsoft um d4 or whatever uh like was supposed to have a couple episodes that like like it was supposed to have three or four episodes and never got past the first so yeah i guess this is kind of him returning to the well of his popularity but uh i'm always up for more twin peaks inspired shit and i'm sure it'll be more coherent than twin peaks season three for sure and i definitely think that looks interesting i mean the nintendo switch is absolutely killing it like i've never seen nintendo just like on this level of just third-party support like hit after hit this summer was not dry at all for them um i mean like you look at things that launched this summer for them and you're like okay fire emblem astral chain mario maker 2 like it's like every single month it seems like there's a switch game that i really have to play um and that's more than i can say for like the xbox and the playstation right now it's it's uh, almost so, uh, a console where like it's like how Steam used to be um, before they just opened the floodgates on it, where like it it wasn't curated. Although the Switch is obviously, but Steam wasn't curated, but it seemed like it was due to just the fact that like you got a steady amount of releases, but it wasn't crazy. Um, it's it kind of feels like that to me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every time Nintendo has a Direct, I am, like, shocked at whatever happened. Like, there is a big shocker. And, like, to me, Divinity Original Sin 2 was, like, a huge shocker. Like, I never expected that game to appear on the Switch. I didn't even think that thing could run on it. But I had hope after, like, The Witcher 3 got announced. I'm like, really? Like, The Witcher 3 is running on this fucking thing? So, Divinity Original Sin 2 coming to it. I mean, I don't care, really, if it takes a graphical hit. Um like just being able to play that game like on the switch on the go or whatever is super exciting to me yeah one mm-hmm. thing i did want to talk about uh from the direct two, super kirby clash that free-to-play thing i don't know if you looked much into that i didn't look much into it saw it but didn't seem very interested in it it's a weird i watched a giant bomb quick look on it it's a weird 2d monster hunter-esque thing where you're like I can't even say that because there's no tracking. It's just like it's like a boss rush thing where you can play with your friends. I don't know if the actual gameplay is any good, but the financial model on that is uh, full free to play. Like there's multiple currencies. There's like crystal apples that you can buy, um, and like there's a vigor meter that you have to wait to recharge that takes forever to recharge unless you spend the premium currency to get, like, more vigor. I don't like the fact that uh, Nintendo is going to, like, put out a game like this and 
from what I heard from uh, their new president uh, when he took over, like he was talking about exploring the free-to-play space more. I really hope that this doesn't signal a turn for the worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's been doing these, uh, like, free-to-start demo things, like, with um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Basically, you can play the first ten hours of that game for free, and then it, your progress carries over. And they're doing that with, I think, Damon X Machina, too. Um a lot of their demos they've been doing that with where your progress carries over a couple other third party ones that I can't seem to think of at the moment but I think it's an interesting way that Nintendo actually itself is approaching the whole free to play type thing um, and that like it's more free to start which is kind of how they do a lot of their mobile games too Yeah. Um, and I like it personally I have no issue with it you know, like, if I paid 10 hours of Dragon Quest and I don't like it, then I didn't waste my money on Dragon Quest. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. I'm going to yeah. like Dragon Quest. But, um... I think, like I think I, specifically I, for this one, I just don't like the fact that there's a premium currency. Although I did right. notice that, like, in the premium currency options, there, uh, so, they have this tree uh, that gives off the crystal apples, and, like, when you boot the game, it'll give you three free on, like, a timer... If you buy the forty dollar option to get like a thousand, like two thousand apples or something, um, no, if you that gives you five thousand apples, and the tree also regenerates two thousand apples on that cycle, so that's more than enough apples to essentially play the game as an actual non free to play game. So if they still have options like that, that is actually a better way of doing free to play, in my opinion, than uh, what other companies do. Um, yeah, Gundam I battle agree. operation looking at you but um, I did also want to mention something I forgot uh, they closed it out with a Xenoblade Chronicles Divinity Edition and it looks really fucking pretty it looks really good I'm like super excited about this game uh, I love Z I love the original Xenoblade love it um, it's just this really unique combat system um kind of carried over into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is almost a little bit too anime for even myself who likes like anime-type games. Um, still really enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but like Xenoblade Chronicles, the original, is like one of my all-time favorite JRPGs, so really, really cool to see that getting like an HD like remaster. Yeah, I... Haven't ever played it. Um, I need to honestly watch somebody play it before I think about that because JRPGs and me don't get along and haven't really ever gotten along. But I know the game also has robots in it because it was made by the Xenogears guy, so yeah, that makes me want to play it because I'm a simple man of simple tastes. Yeah. I mean, I think you dig it. I think you should check it out, man. Yeah, I think I you could like. I, I would. I would just take like. There's plenty of footage out there. They remade it recently for the 3DS. That version looks awful. Don't play that version. It runs like shit. Um, when the new 3DS XL or whatever came out, one of the big exclusives for that was you know Blade Chronicles. Um, I think Nintendo's trying really hard to like give this franchise some footing. Um, and have it like continue uh, because it is like a fan favorite like the original is like really popular like 
a lot of people it's got like a hardcore following um but it's also not like one of nintendo's most famous franchises right and xenoblade chronicles 2 um came out to like mixed reactions like some people some critics loved the hell out of it and some critics just bashed it um so personally i like them both the original is really really good though i think you i think you'd actually like the original i don't know that you'd like the second one but i think you you kind of dig the original i remember i can't i don't know if it was the third one or the second one but one of them has speaking of giant anime titties just holy shit yeah that's the second one ah. uh so there's there's three together three all together there's xenoblade chronicles the original came out on the wii um xenoblade chronicles x uh that one has a ton of like mechs robots shit like that you probably dig that one quite a bit that one came out on the wii u um and then xenoblade chronicles 2 which came out on the switch that one has tons of big anime titties <laughs> everywhere that's the one that was like quote unquote almost too anime even for me um but I, I still loved it. I still like it a lot. Yeah, I remember talking to Ian about that game when it first came out, actually, and he was like, this game's really anime, but I also don't know what people are expecting from that franchise, especially given yeah. the dude, uh, like, because this is the guy who made Xenogears and Xenosaga, which is also another reason why Nintendo might be treating him correctly, because he has no problem taking his franchise and making a spiritual successor to it that's just going to take his fan base somewhere else. Yeah, and that, that's what I appreciate about these games. I, I'm a really big fan of the Xenoblade games. I really love them. Um, the combat system's so unique and kind of, like really quite complex. Um, it's one of those games that you can't just like sit there and run through. You know, like you really have to like be paying attention. And like a lot of the time in Xenoblade, you could just be fighting some like rando that you should just like mow over, and if you're not paying enough attention, like you could easily just get run down by it. Like, like you have to pay attention to the combat and the game, and there's a lot of different strategies and stuff you could take with it. It's very unique, very cool, uh, different type of game in terms of JRPG. I like it a lot. Nice. Well, um, anything else that you want to talk about vis the direct? No, I think that's it, man. We covered most of it. Yeah, I'm still excited for Terry. Um. I've been weird about playing Smash Ultimate. I like, I bought it. I was super excited to get it. It was one of the games that I bought a Switch for. I actually haven't touched it much to the point where I haven't even played New Ganondorf yet. Um, so really? I should get, yeah, I should get on that. But I don't know. I don't know why. Like I played so much of Smash Four that I think I kind of got burned out a little bit. Maybe because there was and a point where like off. we were just we were hanging out and playing that every day. Right. So. Yeah, no, I hear you. And they they did also announce that more Smash characters were coming. Uh, so there's five in the Smash DLC pack that you got at launch, and apparently after those five, um, after Terry, there's one more in that that five package, the season pass or whatever, in the first year. Um, after those five, you're still you're they're still going to be putting out more characters. They didn't say how many, but they said more characters were coming. I'll be interested which to is, see who. It, it's baffling to me man i mean how many like there's after those five there's gonna be like what 75 80 characters in that game oh yeah a ton of characters and also just like the picks like 
you could get something from Nintendo's back catalog that comes out of nowhere. I really, really hope they do Mock Rider as a character at some point because I was I've been hoping that since uh, the trophy uh, in Melee. Um, or you could get some someone from some random game that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like Joker from Persona. Yeah, that was an odd one. Or hell, even Terry's a bit of an odd pick. Like, as much yeah. as I'm glad that he's in there, I was not expecting that. Yeah, me neither. And I really wasn't. There are a lot of people online who are salty because they don't know what good video games are. Because they don't know what, that's that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I I think the Dragon Quest hero like was not expected on my end either. I think the only one I actually expected was Banjo. Yeah, Banjo has like always been uh, a big ask. I think the only other biggest ask besides Banjo is Gino from Super Mario RPG for some weird reason. And Waluigi, man. People are so obsessed with Waluigi. I want Waluigi, too. and But he's I not know. happening because he's an assist trophy. I don't think that they're going to... Maybe they will? I don't think they'll do that. Maybe, like, I think all rules are off here, man. I, I do. I think this is... I mean, this has just all been completely insane. I don't know, the first DLC character was a piranha plant, so that that's kind of set the tenor here. Like, we have no yeah. idea. But anyway, um, I think that's going to be it for us. So we will catch you later. Later on.